the world is experienced as a pair of opposites and if our mind is constantly trying to have one without the other and therefore has got like for one and dislike or even if you say indifference towards others such a mind will always be in a state of flux in a state of imbalance where the mind is constantly restless there our discriminative power does not work the intellect does not work therefore the attempt to keep your mind balanced is possible when you accept the fruits of action rather than be anxious or expect a particular fruit of action you will get the just result from your action but it may not be what you like or what you dislike therefore wisdom is to do your best don't be anxious or worried about the result leave the rest and when the result comes it is according to your action and whatever result comes if you have done the best of action then that result is the best for you but you don't see it so you want it this way only if you learn to accept that then while doing your action you can put in your best and not worry about the result and when the result comes you don't react you accept that way the mind remains calm after all even when you want a particular result it is to keep your mind calm and if you can get and we have tried it our mind still doesn't get calm when we get even what we want therefore it is not action it is what we are expecting out of action itself is wrong see so naturally our mind remains imbalanced and such a mind when it is restless its discriminative power its knowing power remains dormant so to unleash its discriminative power to unleash its dormant power of knowing understanding seeing things clearly and to develop that intuitive power which you see that which is even beyond the mind and intellect what you require is a calm mind therefore samatvam yoga uchyate balance or equanimity of mind 
in every situation. Now, this can be maintained through many different ways. Actually, the way is the same, but through many different, we can say, uh, approaches. That is going to be expounded in the Gita again and again, because literally this first few chapters are only dedicated how to maintain this equanimity of mind. And this equanimity of mind is yoga. So what is karma yoga? Working with a calm mind, with a balanced mind, with a mind in the state of equanimity. And what is the result of karma yoga? Equanimity of mind. The balance of mind. The peace of mind. And therefore Bhagwan now goes to say that compared to the desire prompted activities full of anxiety for the result, full of expectations and wants, desires, no doubt with that also you get some result, but far lower is the result you get when you act in so-called what you call today the normal manner, full of desires, compared to working in the spirit of yoga. And what is yoga? Karma yoga. And what is karma yoga? Equanimity of mind, which means doing your actions for a higher cause, higher truth and accepting the results. Because really speaking, we have no choice. Whatever actions you do and whatever result comes, you have no choice. Now, over that you get yourself agitated because not the way I wanted it to be. Then you add to your suffering. As such, really, you don't have a choice. Once the action is done, whatever result comes, the only choice you have is accept it reluctantly or accept it willingly or gracefully. So beautifully, Guru Nanak Sahib says in this context, one may struggle to do many things or acquire more or even try to be quiet and try to be in meditation. Nothing happens. Hukum rajai chalna nanakalikya na. Hukum means according to the law. Hukum rajai chalna means live according to the law or the will. But Rajai, our choice is only accepting or non-accepting. There is your choice. The result, really speaking, is not according to your choice. You can plan out your result. You can work in terms of that. But what the results will be, will be according to the hukum, the laws of nature. Ours is only Rajai or a Rajai. <laughs> That's all. Accepting or not accepting. Now the choice is ours. So why should I accept? Don't accept. If you don't accept, what happens? 
First of all, you don't get what you want anyway. You've not got what you want and you get even more restless. If you accept it, then your mind is calm. And in fact, even if you talk about materially, when your mind is calm, you can turn a failure into success. Whatever you get, you can transform it into success. But if you are agitated and not accepting, then you are too busy crying over spoiled milk rather than making paneer out of it. <laughs> so wisdom is not only in the south, north has got also. <laughs> See how it is? Rather than sitting and crying over it, make the best of it. This is a practical application of it, which people don't understand. How applicable it is there also in our professional business or corporate world. It's only with a balance of mind when you work. And therefore, Bhagwan points out that far lower, even if you gain what you want, the gain is far lower than what you can gain when you work in this spirit. Dure Najavaramakar. Buddhi Yoga Dhananjaya By far inferior is what we do as action compared to karma yoga or buddhi yoga. And I have already explained this term. Buddhi yoga. He dhananjaya. One who has always been victorious in acquiring wealth. Which means, even if you get what you want, even if you get what you want, now whether you get what you want or you don't get what you want, but if you work in the spirit of equanimity, acceptance, when you get what you want, generally what happens, we get so excited that we want more and more and more and we get again propelled into action. But really speaking, what you got, you don't enjoy. See, when we were in the ashram, no? Normally, we never used to fast. But then we found that sabudana khichdi is available for those who fast. <laughs> Real fasting is eat what you get. And if that's not what you want to eat, don't eat. Gurudev used to tell us. But we found it Sabudana Khichdi. So, even if you are not fasting, the other food was, you know, rice and dal every day in Pawai Ashram. Not such nice, you know, like varieties that you are getting here. So, naturally, everybody would run for the Sabudana Khichdi. And those who are actually fasting wouldn't get it. <laughs> and remaining people would eat it. 
And if somebody came and complained that, you know, I'm fasting and I didn't get the food. You're fasting. Why do you want food? Brahmachari is a very cheeky. Why do you want food then? What are you complaining about? So, if you get what you want or you don't get what you want, the thing is, if you get what you want, then you want more and more and more of it. Therefore, really speaking, more than what you normally eat. The day you fast, you eat what you want. And what you like. And therefore, on the day of your fast, you feast. <laughs> So you eat more. And after the whole purpose of fasting, Bhagwan is not really interested in you fasting. He's giving you feed, eat. But the idea of fasting is that you detoxify. You are not too involved with your eating and your taste. You know. So purpose is forgotten and you're supposed to be actually calm. That whatever you get, you eat. If you don't get also, you are happy. That is the training of the mind. No? So, mind remains calm, samatva. Now, suppose you get also what you want. You anyway got what you want. Now, you get excited and want more and you don't get that. Again, you will become restless. Whether you get or you don't get, you keep your mind calm. Then can you imagine? You've got an added benefit. See, if you don't get, you're still calm, not sorrowful. But you get and you are plus over that calm. So, is it not an extra benefit? See? Other people say, oh, why should I accept? You know, I accept anything that is evil, bad, wrong. Change what you can, change. But what you can't change, accept. Where you can put in your action, you put in your actions. Remaining, accept. Therefore, durenahi ap karma buddhi yoga dhananjaya. If you don't win wealth, that also, accept. You got wealth, that also, accept. I don't want more wealth, I don't want more wealth. Accept. No? Enjoy it. What's the big deal? Buddhau sharanam anvicha. Buddhau means in this wisdom. You take shelter. So, buddhi yoga means yoga of attitude as I pointed out. Because if you say karma yoga, no, we think it's just doing more work is karma yoga. Therefore, seek refuge in this right attitude. And we say, sharanam vicha means start practicing this. And where better place than now, here, Anything that agitates you, disturbs you, means you are attached to it. You are expecting something from it. You want something from it. It's okay to want, but don't get yourself agitated. So, put into practice, put effort to keep your balance in whatever you do 
and whatever you get then afterwards really doesn't matter what you get because in any case you are quiet neither the world can trouble you nor you can get affected by the world see how wonderful it is therefore durena hi avaram karma buddhi yoga dananjaya therefore buddhau sharanam anvichcha follow this way of activity surrender to the right attitude surrender to this method of buddhi yoga the yoga of right attitude which is also called as karma yoga because kripanaha falahetava kripana davex i've already explained miser is a person who only works for a fixed result when he could get much more and holding on only to that much doesn't make use of action for a greater cause the meaning here then becomes even more deeper that we only act to get a certain result but action has a greater purpose when done with the right attitude that very action when it is done with attachment which creates bondage for us which means habits to have more and more and more and therefore more activity and even birth death etc we go endlessly on and which creates excitement and agitation in our mind that action in fact becomes a means for our liberation means for purity of our mind means for calmness of the mind not just to get a result so why not cash on it multiple profits you can get when guruji speaks to the corporate world on uh, you know secret of greater profits he actually quotes this verse or speaks from this verse that secret of greater profits is that whatever profit you make out of your investment or your action what more can you get out of it you only think about more money if in your action and teamwork you created synergy love cooperation a very nice atmosphere in the office that work can give you so much more pleasure than only the end profit yeah? and it is said that surrender to the intellect intellect is where you have got your ideals and when you work out of inspiration every moment of your action is a joy you're not waiting for the end result to be happy and meanwhile struggle such a person is a laborer and most work we do as a chore a labor we call that or no especially you know homely chores when the mother does her work out of love the whole process of the work 
is such a joy. Those of you cook, you know, when you have to do your daily cooking for yourself, it's a chore. But when someone loved comes and when they start cooking, the, the process of cooking itself such an enjoyment that they want to do it again and again and again, no? Why? Because the process itself. Why only enjoy at the end of the work when you get the fruit? Why not enjoy the whole journey itself? So can you imagine Kanjus You lock up your enjoyment till you get your result. And that too also the way you get it. As I said, if you are heating milk to make kheer and uh, it got spoiled. It got spoiled. Now you can't enjoy kheer. So why not enjoy paneer? See, but if I want kheer only, then I cannot enjoy anything else. Now the milk is spoiled, milk is spoiled. I mean, just see, the it's so sensible, really speaking. So you can imagine sometimes how senseless we become. So therefore, kripanaha, kanjus are those. At the same time, we could have used our actions for self-realization and enlightenment by purifying our mind and get infinite bliss when we are ready for knowledge through action. But all that we did with our action is what did we get? Perishable things which very often perish before we perish. And after we've got that thing, after working all your life for it, if you finally got it also, you perish. It's beginning to happen here also. You can see it down here in the valley itself. But when you come abroad, anyone who goes abroad from, any, anybody migrates from any country, really speaking, works very hard, hard, hard. Goes through so many difficulties trying to save the money so that one day they will build a big house. That's the only dream of every Indian housewife. Big house. And by the time they can build that big house, the children don't want to stay with it. And they themselves got arthritis and there are no servants available there. So they have to clean it up. See how we dream to get something and then when we get it, we are not even fit for it. So what results we get is something perishable. You could have got the infinite. So what did you use your action for? With such conjusy. You kept your joy only for the future and did not enjoy your action. This is the secret of inspired activity. When an artist is not painting to sell his product, but out of the sheer joy to express his potential, his nature, his swadharma, every minute of that stroke that he puts in is an inspiration 
and the outcome of that also of such an inspired work is inspirational. This is the secret of inspired activity and this is the secret of efficiency. Bhagwan goes to say, in case you understand this equanimity of mind, this calmness of mind as some dull state, on the contrary, yoga is no dull state. It is efficiency in action. Thank you for tuning in to this episode by the Chinmaya Mission. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing. If you're looking for exceptional and detailed content on the Bhagavad Gita and how Lord Krishna's advice to Arjuna is relevant to the hurdles you face today, or understanding your mind, or explanations on Hindu scriptures in easy-to-understand English, the Chinmaya Mission YouTube channel is the place to be. All links are in the description.